Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton eBikes podcast. At the Sea Otter Classic, there were a lot of unique bikes. Now, when you get into the higher end, full suspension mountain bikes, it just seemed like they were dime a dozen. They were all over the place. But to me, there was one company that really stood out. They're the only ones that were doing this at the show and might be the only ones doing this period, which is making bikes, including e-bikes, of course, with bamboo. And there's even more to it than that, but I think you should hear it from the man himself. So got a great guest on the show today, Kobina, the founder and CEO of Boomers Bamboo Bikes. Once again, this is a Bolton e-bikes podcast. Make sure to stick around. Well, thank you very much for being on. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I feel like I've seen Boomers bikes before the show somewhere. I don't remember where, but when I was looking at all of the people that were going to be at the Sea Otter Classic, I had a list of companies that I wanted to make sure I stopped by their booth and you guys didn't disappoint. (laughs) So it was super cool. You guys were excited out there. Tell us a little bit about how Boomers got started. And that's Boomers with three O's. I want to make sure that's clear. My name is Kobina. That's what you've already said. I come from rural Ghana. And that's where I spend most of my time. I grew up in the community. I saw the challenges that came with unemployment, poverty, and all that stuff. And so as a result of the lack of opportunities, a lot of young people would just migrate from there to the city, um, trying to find jobs, trying to do anything to survive. But Upon me find, um, completing my university education, naturally I was one of the few who were fortunate to be supported by their grandparents to be able to go as far as having a university degree. And one maybe out of 100 or maybe out of 200, something like that. Looking at all the challenges that the community had, I decided to come back and see how best we can give back and improve lives and empower people to take charge of their lives, especially the youth and the children. So in 2006, I head back after my university degree. I head back to my community and started working on um, educational development project. But along the line, we're looking at how do we sustain this whole idea, always looking for grants, always looking for support to be able to support poor children and families to be able to have access to good education and also livelihood. Then we came across the bamboo bicycle idea, which had been started by my boo, uh, sorry, um, Craig Coffee in California. I was actually introduced to Craig Coffee by a friend called Sam Dupre, who now lives in Maryland, who also worked with me to start the Yonso project in Ghana, then supporting educational development projects in rural Ghana. So whilst we're looking at how we sustain this whole idea, we got Craig's initiative, and then we got in touch with him and said, hey, we have lots of bamboo in Ghana, and the only thing we know how to do this for is erecting poles to, um, for TV sets. So like in Ghana, when you come, people erect poles and put an antenna at the tip of the pole so that they can get good coverage on their TV sets. And so we found another use for bamboo, which is not just going to be a unique product, but it's also going to provide jobs where they are really needed. And that is a raw area. So Craig, we got into an uh, um, agreement with Craig. Craig came to Ghana in 2009 and did at the training and trained me and a few, we also recruited a few young other people to join me for the training. 
So after the training, we started working on as um, as part of the Yonso Project Initiative, which was purely run on on non for profit. But I realized it wasn't going to be possible to grow it because of the fact that nobody is going to invest in a non for profit unless you still go look for grants to grow the business, to grow the bamboo bicycle idea. So in 2014, we made a decision that, hey, we need to commercialize the bamboo bicycles. We need to change and then we, um, go as a social enterprise instead of as a fully for-profit company. So in 2014, we actually registered it as a social enterprise in Ghana. So the main goal was to train young people in rural communities and give them, train them, give them the skills that they need in building these frames and bikes and then employ them at the factory to be able to do the bicycle. And so currently when you come, we have about 40 young people who are making these bikes and including some disabled people working at the factory. So we were looking at how, what names do we give to this new venture? And then we were um, like, okay, we are working in the area of bamboo. And we wanted to strengthen the, the efforts of bamboo, how strong bamboo is, how strong the material is, and how versatile it is for, to be used as a bike. So upon discussions, we came across the word boomers. Initially, it was going to be two O's. Then we realized in America, there's, a, there's something going on with baby boomers and stuff like that. <laughs> and it wasn't even possible. <laughs> so then we said, okay, we still want to use boomers as a brand name, as a way to go to show the versatility of the bamboo bike, of the bamboo being used as a bike. And so we decided, like, okay, let's make it even more unique by adding another O to make it boomers. And that's how the name came about, boomers. So the word boomers is actually coming from the word bamboo. And the reason is boomers is to show the strength and the versatility of the raw material. Well, that's great. And yeah, I think when first... I assume when people first see a bamboo bike, they probably have questions like, is bamboo actually strong enough for a bicycle frame? And obviously you already know the answer to that, but can you tell us a little bit about how it is to work with bamboo in a bicycle application and how strong it is? And you know, how does it compare to materials people are familiar with, like aluminum or steel or anything else? Yeah, so the bamboo has actually has some unique attributes that other materials don't have. So bamboo is very strong and its strength is comparable to that of steel. Actually, it has twice the tensile strength of steel. Bamboo is a very strong material. It's actually the strongest plant you can ever find. And it's good for bikes because one, it is lighter than steel, though not as light as carbon, but it can be comparable to aluminum in terms of weight. So a normal typical bamboo frame will weigh between three to maybe four kg for the frame. But the thing about bamboo is that because of the way the fiber has been created, the bamboo plant actually vibrates and is able to absorb shocks very much. And so when you are riding a bamboo bike, it gives you a very smooth ride. It gives you so much comfort. You don't even realize. And even when you hit the bumps, you don't really feel it like you feel it on other materials because of the vibration, because it flexes. That is one. Secondly, so the in terms of the material, the mechanical properties, it is very strong. And so when you, even when you go to Asia, that's what they use for scaffolding and all this in buildings because it's very strong, able to withstand, and it's able to withstand shock. So let me give you something that was done, I think, in Vietnam. So because of the earthquake, 
that was happening in Vietnam, they decided to see how best to stop the earthquake. They decided to look at how to resist because whenever there's an earthquake, all the buildings go down, people lose their homes. And so they did a research where they, they actually erected bamboo houses against the blockhouses. Actually, when the earthquake actually strikes, most of the blockhouses actually went down, but the bamboo houses didn't. So it tells you how strong the bamboo plant is, how strong it can withstand stress as well. And so it's very difficult. A bike that has been built very well, it's very difficult to have a bamboo bike breaking. And there's a simple thing that, oh, this will break. No, I'm yet to see one that, that, that has broken yet, that you see a break in the bamboo plant. It doesn't happen. It's so, so strong. And bamboo, because we also treat it, once bamboo has been treated, can lie down for over 100 years without it being destroyed. That was one of my questions, too, is like, how long does it last? Is it something that's going to wear out over a certain number of years? I'm sure that's a question people are going to ask, too. Yeah, I will come there. Yes. but So the other property of why it is very unique and very suitable to be used as a bike is because it's also environmentally friendly. And so after it's biodegradable, so it doesn't really fall your environment if you don't want to use it. It can easily be disposed of. It can actually get rotten. You can decide to, wherever I find itself, it can be used for something else. It's environmentally friendly. And for us, one of the key points is the social impact that this plant is giving back to the community. So the bamboo is actually absorbs more carbon than any other plant. I think it absorbs about 35% more oxygen, more carbon. It absorbs about 35% more carbon than any other plant. And because of that, it also emits more oxygen than any other plant. So in terms of climate change, that is why now there's a, a strong movement to go into bamboo plantation around the world. And there's a strong movement for the promotion of bamboo across the globe. For the other thing about us is it's um, social impact. It's creating the jobs. It's providing education for a lot of people. And so I understand when the, um, the Chinese call it the white man's timber because it has a lot of uses. And it also saves the environment. In terms of how long a bike will last, I'll say it normally depends on the user. But if you are using your bike and keeping it well and taking good care of it, it should last you as long as you want. We've had people we sold bikes. I remember my first bike I sold was to a guy in Holland in 2010. And this guy is still using the bike. I think he was Recently, he said he couldn't use bike anymore, and so he was trying to sell it. So this is a bike that has been used for almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah, that's great. We've had good reviews on these bikes. We've had people talk about it. People have used it. What advice against is you keeping it in the rain? Because we use polyurethane coating. So we do the matte polyurethane coating, and we also have the glossy polyurethane coating on the frame to protect it against the elements the weather element. But you don't leave it at the mercy of the weather because over time, if you leave it in the rain, over time, the polyurethane loses its strength and it can then affect the bamboo. You can then see mold building on the bamboo. But if you can ride in the rain, no problem. Nothing happens to it. After riding in the rain, like you ride your steel bike or aluminum bike or carbon fiber bike in the rain, you clean it up and it's yes, it's gone. It's, it's okay. You can use it 
all the time without any problem. So the bamboo bicycle lasts and it can last as long as you want it to last. That's great. Obviously, I got to, the chance to see the bikes. Uh, I'm sure riding it, like you described, is a very unique experience. Just the comfort, just absorbing the vibrations. And that's what I've heard a lot about why people even use bamboo for the bikes in the first place. But yeah, tons of other benefits, like you said, just sustainable, friendly, just to the environment. And in your case, you're creating jobs that sounds like uh, a lot of these people either just wouldn't have a job or they'd be struggling in some other way. And you guys are really uh, doing a great thing, it sounds like. Yeah, thank you. Early employee, uh, others to drop out. So mostly the people we have at the factory, the factory hands, people who couldn't go high in education, who couldn't have out of, because one, maybe because the parents didn't have the money to support the education or because of one of two things, so they had to drop out of school. And this, normally these people find it very difficult getting a job, especially when it comes to formal jobs. So either they decide to go to do some manual jobs to stay alive or they find it's difficult when you don't have proper education. It's very difficult. And so you have a lot of these people migrating to the urban centers, trying to do anything to survive. So you find them sleeping in, in wooden structures in slums where there's a high rate of crime. And you find them doing anything. And sometimes they are even recruited in the cities to undertake some of these social vices because they will do anything to survive there. So what the idea was, okay, if we can give this young people the jobs here where they are with their families and they can get the skills, build economic, be empowered economically, earn money, build their own families, then they'll be better off, they'll be happy, they'll be better off. And so that's what we figured out. So like a typical person who is employed actually earns a high wage than his normal peers, even sometimes those who are in the city. They get their social security to cater for their pension in case they grow old, they have health insurance that covers their basic health. They get transportation to and from work. So they, they, they come to work. Everybody comes to work very happy. And for me, that is a greatest thing that I'm very happy that this company has been able to achieve. That's great. Now, for the assembly of the bikes in the factory you've got there, obviously they're starting with the, the frames. Are they building everything there, you know, putting the wheels on, like, is it the entire bike or is it primarily the frames? How much are you doing there in Ghana? Yeah, so we do the complete bike over here. So like we build the frame and then we do the assembling as well in Ghana and then we ship them to crack shop. There are a few ones that because the e-bike is quite a tricky one because you need serious training and stuff like that. So that one for now, Craig Cafe is the one putting them, assembling them. So we build the frames here, the e-bike frames, and then we ship them to Craig for him to set it up. Okay. Yeah. And shipping uh, e-bike batteries and all those things is, uh, I know, very challenging. So it's... Uh... <laughs> yes, it's quite tricky. And so we try to set, we bring the most of the components, like the motor, the, the forks, the, the various parts with the section of the battery. So we ship them with a the, with the frame and then Craig puts them together and then we buy the battery in the U.S. to fix it. Okay. And where are you sending bikes to? Obviously, the, the U.S. market is one spot. You mentioned a customer in Holland. Yes. So we started shipping bikes outside Ghana. Our first destination was Germany. 
and we've been selling in Germany through a company called Maibu since 2015. And in Germany alone, I think we've shipped almost over 7,000 frames. That's great. That's a lot. <laughs> Within this year, yes. Um, we've built a market, and one of our best-selling bikes in Germany is the electric bike and then the mountain bike. And now the gravel bike is also growing. And so this year, we started to hit. Last year, we decided to move into the North American market. So we are basically doing Europe. So my boo is actually handling our distribution, sales and distribution in Europe. And then we are doing North America, that's Canada and the U.S. Are you trying to get these into bike shops all around the country? Uh, do you have somebody selling them online? Where, where do people look to buy these? Yes, we are looking at two front ways of distribution, maybe three. So the first one is to deal with bike shops who we sell will buy at a discount and then sell to their customers. All the models are available. If anybody is interested in dealership that is open, we are very much open to have dealership with. Then the second one is people can also go online and order directly from us and we'll ship it from California, from Craig Cafe Shop to you. Then we also targeting the hospitality industry, the bike tours, people who run bike tours and the hotel for kind of a rental program with them so people can get these bikes at the various hotels to rent and then have a feel of them. And if they want to get their own bike after that, we open. We're looking at these are the three main channels of distribution we are looking at. So we are basically the, the dealership bike shops is very important to us in the distribution channel. And so we are very much looking at having several dealers across the state. And you, you may not know the answer to this question, and if not, that's totally fine, but I'm just curious. If somebody goes into a bike shop, they don't know anything about bamboo bikes, I'm sure it catches their attention, but are you finding people buying them because they saw it and they're like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> or you have people that are looking for bamboo bikes. I'm just curious how people are hearing about it and you know what's the draw to buy them. You know, Where's your target audience? Where are your customers coming from? I know that's a tricky question. Yeah, because it's a new product, it takes people some time before they make a decision. Some people buy because of its social impact. For instance, apart from providing the jobs, we also invest in part of our sales in, in education in rural Ghana. Because we believe that the only way we can change things is to care about the next generation. And mostly children in rural Ghana are always losing out on quality education. So currently we have set up a school where we're providing, currently we have about 400 children in this school. Some people actually go buy the product based on the social impact of the, the impact the product is making within the local community. Some people read about it. Some people also get, try to get more information, ask questions. And then, but the good thing about the buy shop is that people can also do test right to see how it feels to, to use the product. I think a lot of people who came to the sea water after taking a, a ride on the bike actually realized that, yes, this is a quality bike. There's, there's something I want to have. And so, yeah, it takes some time for people to make decisions. But after people have gone through, read about it, gotten to know about the fact that these products have gone through testing in Germany, and we've also passed the, C, uh, the U.S. C. PSC certification, people then become comfortable in buying them and then trying them out. 
And normally we have people who come back buying more and return customers after the first after the first bike. And I noticed looking at the bikes in person, you know, yeah, it's uh, the focus obviously is is the bamboo and and what that can do for the people building it. But when you look at the components, they're good bikes. <laughs> you know, I was looking at the the shifters and the derailers and the things used, and I was like, hey, these are good quality bikes. And for the amount of work that I imagine goes into these frames, you know, all the labor, I thought the prices that you guys sell them at were very reasonable. If somebody has any interest in supporting what you're doing, it's not like they're spending more money than any other bike brand to do that. I thought these were extremely competitive price-wise at the end of the day. I was actually surprised by that. For us, the, the main thing, so yes, it takes us about 40 mana works to finish a frame. Wow, that's a lot. These are handmade bikes, and so every single bike is unique in its own sense. So you can't have two products that are the same, never. Even if we produce like 10,000 frames, no two products will be the same. Everything will be different. Your bike is unique once you hit on the bamboo bike. But for us, it's important for us to promote something that is environmentally friendly. And because we want everyone to have a bike, we want everyone to have one in their homes, um, trying to make sure we change the status quo. That is, we wanted to make sure we try to keep our cost of production. That's why we do everything from Ghana and not doing much of the work in the state to make sure we can bring down our cost to make sure everybody can afford it. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, where this goes for you. You've been, you've been in this project for a long time now, quite a few years. And when did you guys introduce it to the, the U.S. market? Was that fairly recent? That was, I think, our first bike in the U.S. was sold about last year, April last year was when our first bike was sold in the U.S., first complete bike. And this guy bought, I think, two bikes. No, the first bike was one. Then we had another person like two days later buying two. And I was like, how did you hear about us? And he said, oh, we learned about you guys at Harvard when we're, doing, when we're studying social entrepreneurship. Your company was used as a case study. And I'm like, whoa, I can't be more proud of than this because to have my company being used as a case study at Harvard is, is incredible. And so I'm happy with the, what you've been able to achieve over the years. Yeah, well, I'm very excited for you. And I, I hope that this uh, just blows up and bamboo bikes are suddenly seen all over the, the U.S. It sounds like Europe has been a very great market for you. We can only promise our customers that we will give them nothing but the best quality that they, they look out for. For me, if I had a, a bamboo bike, and I don't have one yet. <laughs> you should but, have one. But I, I should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. I think if I had one here in the shop, that would be like a showpiece. I would have that right in the front of the store where everybody can see it. Because, you know, it's something that people would be like, whoa, what is that? I imagine they'd be like, is that really like a bike you can ride? And if, and if I'm like, yeah, you want to take it for a test ride? Like ride it outside. I think they would be amazed by that i think most of them have no idea that it's even even an option so i'm hoping between this podcast and uh, and i do have some footage from the sea otter classic so yeah Yeah. exactly that uh that people learn more about this and and check them out because like i said really good quality looking bikes and the components are very good quality bikes which i do want to jump into that a little bit uh you mentioned a mountain bike uh a gravel bike do you mind just sharing with us uh, just some quick details on 
on each model that you guys currently offer? Okay. So we have two types of city bikes. We have the step through, which we've labeled as Yonso. Yonso is actually, so the names of these bikes are actually towns in Ghana within the, our catchment areas. Jamasa is a town here. Yonso is where I actually come from. Aguna is where I live currently. And the Danso, which has been named after the e-bike, is just my name. And then the Tano is my great-grandfather's name. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I try to bring this to make sure it is what. So if you take, for instance, the city bikes, they all have the same. So it's a 10-speed city bike using the microchip derailleur, the microchip group set, and they all come with hydraulic disc brakes. They use a KMT chain, come with a mod guard. The reason we went for microchip was one, we realized that microchip was a very powerful component, but people don't really use it. People don't really, but it's also less expensive than something like Shimano. And so in trying to build something that is quality, but at the same time affordable, we said that, okay, microchip will be, and I think that most people who have used these bikes, like the gravel bikes, our gravel bikes, our city bikes have confirmed that they've really enjoyed using the microchip. And so we are happy that we chose that. It comes with a 700 um, by 35C wheel. So these are kind of our mid-range bikes, the city bike and the gravel bike. The gravel bike also comes with like the cable-attuated hydraulic disc brake, the TRP. I don't know if you, the TRP yeah. the this thing of, um, I think, the high-end, of, I think, Tetro. And so that's what we are using for the gravel bike. It's also a one by 10. It has very good 700 by 40. The wheels are very firm on the, gro- on the ground and they're able to turn the off-road riding. And I can bet you a lot of people who bought the gravel bike have really enjoyed it and give, given us a lot of testimonies. We can share some of these testimonies with you. The Danso e-bike. So the Danso e-bike, so we have two types of e-bikes. We have the mid-drive, which is normally the Pedelec, the Pedelec e-bike. And then we have the... I'm looking at that one uh, on your website right now. Yeah, that's what we have on the website right now. The second one, which is the retrofit, is yet to be posted on the website. And the Pedelec one is actually a Shimano. It comes with a Shimano E6100 moto. And then it comes with a... It's a one by 10 speed. It comes with a Shimano Diori group set. And it gives a very good feel when you are on the braking. And it also has a very comfortable seat. Like the Royal, like the, the seat is very comfortable. Then the grip is actually made of, it's a wooden grip. You have a feel of, it's also made of something that is out of nature. The grips are wooden. So these are the components. And so they all give you a very good ride and a very comfort. Like when you're using the Shimano, our, the Danso 1 and 2, the Danso 2 is actually more of the, um, the step through or the ladies' bike. These bikes, actually, if you look at the component, you realize that these are high-quality bikes, and they, and they give you the best comfortable ride. Now, the, the mountain bike is actually one by, a 1x12, one by and it comes with a 27.5 wheel. That's a 54x58mm. Uh, 27.5 tire wheel and the tires are Schwabble. So we, we are using Schwabble for this, the e-bike and the mountain bike, Schwabble tires. 
for the e-bike and the mountain bike. The e-bike actually has a 50 by 6 s They all use the quite big, um, bigger tires than the gravel bike or the normal city bike. Also, the mountain bike also come with a Shimano Diori 12-speed groove set. And the crank is set in 32T crank. The seat is also a very comfortable one, the Royal Vivo seat. And it also uses the wooden grip as well. So we try to bring quality by the same time something that is affordable. For instance, when you look at that, they all use the mountain bike and then the e-bike all use suspension forks, the Russia's suspension forks, which is also very high with air suspension. It has a 100 millimeter travel boost and all that stuff. And actually our mountain bikes are all tippage. We have all tippage mountain bikes. So we're giving you something that is current. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm looking at the Danso one uh, right now. The the price just over thirty five hundred. It looks like you know thirty nine hundred somewhere in that range is is where those are selling for for a Shimano mid drive powered bike with good shifting components, hydraulic brakes, suspension fork. I feel like you would spend that much or more for any other brand that doesn't have the handmade bamboo frame and all of the uh, the great benefits that go along with it. So yeah, that's where I'm like, yeah, these prices are really reasonable because most <laughs> most bikes at the Sea Otter Classic with these components minus the frame, you know, with some other generic frame, on average, I feel like would have been more money. So that's where I'm like, well, yeah, if you're interested in a bike like this, then kind of almost seems like a no-brainer to consider one of these. So I love it. And then I also see, because the frames are kind of like the the key thing you guys are doing, it looks like people can just buy the, the frame by itself and build up their own bike. We also have the frames available. So if you just want to buy, because what we're trying to do is to also give people the option to customize their own bike. So people can buy just the frame and customize it anywhere they want it. You can buy our already built assembled bikes, or you may decide that, look, I just want my own frame to just build my own. And we still have like single seat frames. Um, where you want to build just a single speed bike, you can have your own single speed frame and then build a very unique bike out of And they turn heads because like everywhere when you are riding on a bike, everybody, and they realize it's a bamboo bike, everybody will be just looking at you. Yeah, yeah those are cool. That's uh, tempting. I honestly don't know which way I would go. I would have to do an e-bike of some sort because that's what we do. But I do like building bikes. I don't have time to build bikes all the time but i think if somebody every once in a while somebody wants to send me a motor kit or this or that and uh, i think if i get uh, some offer like that or if i have a certain motor i want to build up uh, a bamboo frame is going to be on my list for sure so i think it'd be super cool to take one of these bamboo frames and and build a, a custom e-bike out of it and and uh, put it on display i like what you guys are doing yeah, so if you want to build, so for instance, if you want, then it has to be a Shimano set because that's what the motor has been. So we have what we call the motor mount. That's what it has been built. It's been built to take only the Shimano set. Right, yeah, which is a good setup. This has all been great information. Like I said, I, I hope that people uh, really take a look at these and check them out and uh, share them with people that they know. Not too many things like this out there. I guess last thing before we go... Tell people one more time where they can learn more about Boomer's Bamboo Bikes. Yes. If you want to learn more about our bikes, kindly go to our website, boomers.com. Boomers is B 
as in ball with triple O M E R S dot com. Boomers dot com. And you'll get all the information about our foundation work, social impact we are creating, how the bikes are built. You can see pictures on the website, how the bikes are built step to step, how your unique bike is built, the prices, the specs of each bike and frame, and then you can make your own decisions. So you can get more information from, from our website. You can also have the catalog, download the catalog and go through it anytime you want. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your day, Kobina, to be on the podcast. I appreciate all the information you've shared. And if anybody listening wants to see Bamboo Bikes at Bolton E-Bikes, now's the time. Send me emails, uh, give us a call, tell us if that's something you want to see. Because uh, I think they're super cool and uh, wouldn't mind uh, checking it out. If it's something that my customers want, <laughs> I'm happy to deliver. Again, if anybody is new to the podcast, make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com. That's where you can sign up for our newsletter and get new emails about cool products like this that you probably haven't heard of. Uh, so thanks again. Once again, I'm Kyle Chidock, owner of Bolton E-Bikes, and this is another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I'll talk to you guys on another Tuesday. Tuesday.